What's up, brothers and sisters? Welcome back to the Circle of Indigo's podcast. I am your host, Sister Indigo. Today is a very special episode because we are expanding the circle yet again. Our guest today for the show is Nia, aka Fluid. She is a great poet, and she's also one of my favorite sisters in my sisterhood circle. And so I'm really excited for you guys to be able to virtually meet her if you've never met her before. By the time you hear this episode, her visual for her poem titled Relationships will be up and available on her YouTube. I will leave a link to her video in the description. So wherever you're listening, if you pull up the description, you will be able to click directly to get to her video and to watch her poem come to life. On this episode, Nia and I discuss and dissect what her poem actually means, some of the personal experiences that she's pulled from, also injecting just some thoughts for what we all can do to make sure that we are having more productive and healthy relationships. So without further ado, the next thing you will hear is Nia's poem titled Relationships. Should we try it? This would be amazing, but only with proper timing. See, I can't fall for him until he's ready to fall for someone again. Yes, someone again. Not specifically me, because if he's not ready, then he won't even see how great we could be. He won't even be able to tell the difference between her and me. I need him to be happy before he gets with me. We're so used to loving broken men. Saying it's okay because we see the potential in him, but hurt people hurt people, so we always end up more messed up in the end. We praise women for enduring pain, but we don't encourage men to get the help that they need. And girl, there is nothing that you can do to make that man feel complete. Just wish for the best and treat every black man like a penny. If he's face up, he's good luck. He's someone you can keep. If his tail is up, turn him over so he can bring the next woman luck. That's what we need for our community to succeed. When you see a good black man down, you lift him up, even if he's not someone that you want to love, because we should give love unconditionally. This is not to be confused with those who are users. There's something else I see a lot of women do. They put all of their eggs in a basket that they don't even have access to, meaning you call and he only answers sometimes. You see him every now and then, but he won't arrange anything with you. You can tell it doesn't matter when you're off because he doesn't care to remember your schedule. Please believe I never want to be that fool. Chasing a man, blowing up your phone, asking every five minutes what you do? No, thank you. And it's not like that's going to make a man feel closer to you. And I promise he did not read that long-ass paragraph, boo. 
If he wants you, he will change for you. He'll ask God before he decides to get comfortable. If you have to chase, he may just not be that into you. He's talking about you like you talk about that one annoying dude. Now, that annoying dude is you. That means that you're always going to be put on the back burner. Or he'll just keep you around and treat you like a nice pair of old shoes. These are the ones that'll have their cake and eat it too. But I mean it's cake. So if you keep giving him the opportunity, of course he's going to. But a real man will wash his hands before he decides to enjoy you. Let him get himself together. But don't stop your life. Show you're there, but you don't have to do more than he does to show that you care. Finding a mate is not our sole purpose, but it seems like it's always the main focus. Because community is something not known. Something a lot of us weren't shown because we were raised in broken homes. With parents who showed us not to trust. Showed us that love should be kept locked up. Reserved especially for blood when blood will play you just because y'all family. Now we need to learn how to love unconditionally. Protect your energy and see who you gravitate towards. But live your life, he doesn't have to be yours. Love yourself, live your passion and laugh out loud. Forget all that pointless stuff you be stressing about. I love y'all and I'm out. What's up brothers and sisters? Welcome back to the Circle of Indigos. You are in for a treat today because today we have Fluid, a.k.a. Nia, which is how I have you saved in my phone. (laughs) (laughs) We have Fluid with us today, and Fluid is a phenomenal poet in the St. Louis area. Thank you. Uh, She's amazing. She travels. She does shows everywhere. She's getting that worldwide coin. Um, And she has a visual dropping for her poem, Relationships, on May 30th. So I'm very, very excited to have her here so that we can talk about her poem in depth um, and kind of pick out my favorite parts of it and inject some personal experience. So um, at the beginning of this episode, you heard Nia's poem. What we're gonna do now is we're just gonna take pieces and dissect it. Today's theme or my the outstanding line from your poem is finding a mate is not our sole purpose. And In the age of social media, I think that partnership is much more elevated in our society now. Like being with somebody is a craveable thing because you see everybody has somebody Mm -hmm. or, you know, they're posting pictures with people and there's relationship goals and all of these things. Um, So I think it's a really important perspective that you have that relationships are perfectly fine. They're just not the sole reason why you're here and with you alluding to our sisters like that there needs to be more behind you yes. than just a relationship. Personally, I feel like relationships are mirrors. Mm-hmm. You know, where it's like mirroring something to you, our relationships are lessons. Um, and so I kind of want to talk about our lessons today. Okay. Okay. I believe with every lesson, there's a pattern. There are certain patterns that we encounter. What are some of the patterns that you've encountered over your relationships? Um, so like good or bad? Good and bad. So a pattern <laughs> of mine that I had to look at and overcome was codependency. Okay. Um, mm-hmm. And that codependency came from kind of feeling like I needed to always be supported in order to express myself. I needed somebody to validate 
that I was enough. Mm -hmm. I was looking for someone else to tell me what my goals were, how to achieve my goals, and that my goals meant something. Mm -hmm. When instead, I should have been looking inside and realizing that some of the goals I had were not aligned with my passion. Some of the advice I was taking from my boyfriends were not valid Mm -hmm. because they didn't apply to me. Mm -hmm. Um, And only when I understood that pattern could I overcome it and stopped attracting people who were codependent and wanted to fucking leech off of me. Mm -hmm. So I don't know if you have a big one that you can think of. Um, So I actually... I have a couple. One of my main things was loneliness. Mm. And since I was in the military, it was like I was always moving. I didn't have my family. I didn't have people with me all the time that I knew, trusted, and loved. So I sought that attention. I sought that in other men just because I didn't want to be lonely, just because Mm -hmm. I didn't want to be on my own. And I did come across a lot of men that weren't necessarily bad, but I ignored those red flags. I ignored a lot of things that I should have spoke up about, but I didn't speak up because in my head I was just like, this is better than being alone. Mm. So I just kind of let them go because I didn't want to cause any strife. I wanted to keep the harmony, even though they were the ones causing the strife. Right. Oh, I like that one. We'll just stick with (laughs) that one. I'm sure the themes and the patterns will come up as we talk about the poem. I want to start at the beginning. I think the beginning is definitely more of like an ode of love and care Mm -hmm. towards specifically the black man and the black man's spirit. And I think it's so important that although there are issues within the black community and the black love relationship, that it is vital to the man's spirit that he is acknowledged for the things that he is doing right. Or even acknowledged for the fact that it's okay to be broken. Mm-hmm. As long as you are working towards it. Like, it's not okay to stay there. Yes. But mm-hmm. we recognize that you're broken. And if you're hurt, just don't hurt other people. Right. But it's hard for hurt people not to hurt other people. Right. And I was going to get to that. <laughs> you you have said to hurt be, people hurt people. Right. You have to at least be healing, you know, in order to not hurt people. If you're still hurt and you are, like, you're still in that pain, mm-hmm. you're not trying to come out of it. It's only natural for you to hurt other people. Mm-hmm. I did it when I was hurting. I hurt other men. I hurt other females oh, that were just my friends. Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, when you're hurt, you don't really realize the things that you're doing until you're happy. And you're just like, man, I did that. Isn't that crazy? <laughs> growth is a motherfucker. Yeah, Because, like, growth is so great. You feel so good after you've grown. And then you look back and you're like, holy shit. Like, yes. I'm so sorry for everybody who knew me in 2007. Right. Like, you know, for this whole period of time, if you knew me and I was a piece of shit, I'm sorry. Mm -hmm. Like, healing is such a, it's a motherfucker. It is. Yeah. Um, But hurt people hurt people. So one of my friends actually posted something on his Snapchat about a vicious cycle. Mm. Really, the gist of it was like, sometimes women hurt men without even knowing that they hurt them. Mm -hmm. Turning them into bad guys who turn good women into bad women and the cycle continues. Mm -hmm. And I thought it was really, really insightful because there is this overabundance right now of this like savage woman. And I put that in air quotes because it's like women who want to like think like a man or play like a man. And it's like, well, I've been played. So let me just come out here and play all these men. And like, let me just come out here and use men for what, they can give me because they're going to leave me in the end. And I'm curious 
to know your thoughts about where the cycle begins. I believe my vicious cycle started in childhood. I was gonna say, I think mine did too. I think mine probably started with my relationship with my dad, mm. to be honest. Because of my relationship with my dad, I allowed my first relationship with a man to be terrible. Mm -hmm. oh, and then, like you said, I wanted to kind of get what I could out of a man before he hurt me. You know, because I always kind of assumed that he was going to hurt me. And I just wrote another poem about this, too, so that's funny. <laughs> mm, I'm excited to hear yeah. that one, too. Fatherhood, for me, too. Like, mm -hmm. that relationship with my dad really kind of fucked me up. Not in a bad way. It was just... He fucked you up, not in the bad way. Um, <laughs> me trying to project and oh, look okay. for a father fucked me up. Mm. So I have I have a dad and then I have a biological father. And I'm so grateful, you know, that I got to grow up with a dad who loved me and cherished me. But he was also very critical, mm. like, and very judgmental sometimes. And so that nurturing quality, while it was there, it was kind of hidden in that training me to be a warrior or, like, okay. training me to be you know, independent enough to not need a man. So when mm -hmm. I went out to go look for men, I like pushed them off. Like there was no emotional injection in there because I was trying to prove that I was independent. I was trying to prove that I was strong. Mm -hmm. um, instead of allowing the natural softness that exists within me to come out. And what that in turn made me do was like, I was looking for love more in sex and physical intimacy rather than emotionally opening myself up and being available enough to have relationships and I think that we date way too young like we don't know what it means to truly date we just mm -hmm. want a boyfriend to bring us balloons on Valentine's we Day do. <laughs> um, yes, and we do we fuck do. ourselves up way too early mm -hmm. so that kind of played a part in it too but it's interesting yeah I think I would not be surprised if a lot of men have these kind of thoughts about how they were raised with their mothers or the motherly figures in their family and how that kind of mm -hmm. shaped how they interact with women yeah yeah and you're a social work major I am so <laughs> you know about this like all too well I'm sure we could spend an eternity talking mm -hmm. about it but going from broken relationships creating broken people who enter relationships and break them one of you, the key things that stood out to me is we praise women for enduring pain, but don't encourage men to get the help that they need. Mm -hmm. And oftentimes I found myself being a martyr to help heal a man. Yes. I would rather sacrifice myself to help you heal and to help you spiritually develop mm -hmm. and physically and emotionally need for nothing that I would deplete myself. And I don't know if you have any experiences like that, too. Yeah, so I have definitely given my all and tried to heal a man. But now that I've kind of taken a step back and I've started healing myself, I've realized that, like, I can still help a man heal. But I need to realize that we need to have some sort of distance, some sort of balance. I can't be giving you my all. Mm -hmm. I can't. You know, I can't give everything to you trying to heal you. You have to be trying to heal yourself. And I can just safely from a, a distance while I'm still there, you know, showing that I'm there for you, showing that I care from mm -hmm. a distance, I can still kind of help you heal. 
but I just can't give all of me trying to heal you. So in your current relationship, how do you find that balance between healing yourself and also helping to support your, you know, your mate, your partner? What does that look like? I feel like a lot of times we get on this journey of healing ourselves when we're single and then we get in a relationship and we're very complacent and then mm-hmm. we get happy and we gain weight and <laughs> we stop reading those books and we stop working out and we mm-hmm. stop taking care of ourselves. How do you maintain that balance? I think um, the main thing for me is making sure that I maintain my own schedule. Mm. So regardless of what he's doing, I need to make sure that I'm meditating when I need to meditate. You know, I need to make sure that I'm going to the gym, that I'm doing all these things that I would normally do if he wasn't there. If I ever find myself wondering where he is, like, if he's out doing something, I don't know where he is. Like, not even saying that he's doing anything bad, but mm-hmm. say I just hadn't had contact with him. I sit and I tell myself, what would you be doing if you were single? If he wasn't even in mm-hmm. your life right now, mm-hmm. what would you be doing? Would you be reading a book? Would you be going to the grocery store right now? Would you be meal prepping? Like, I try to just take that step back and just eliminate that stress. I love that. What would I be doing right now if I were single? Anytime you get that, that yes, urge. Yes, that, that urge to like pick up your phone and start blowing up his phone. Like You oh, really have wow. to sit back and be like, look, I'm not going to stress right now. I don't know where he is. And he, he has his phone. Mm. So whenever he decides to text me back, he's going to text me back. There's nothing yes. I can do in the meantime to make him text me back because I don't know where he is. That's a good one. <laughs> okay, so you maintain your schedule. Mm-hmm. So... Speaking of healing, I was talking to you a little bit about this before we started the interview, but in the stars, you know, love astrology, Chiron is moving into Aries, which predicts for the next few years that there will be a shift in the male energy and the masculine energy and the masculine consciousness, um, kind of in a similar way to where us as women just came out of a very feminine healing energy when Chiron was in Pisces. Um, and for those of you listening, Chiron is the wounded healer. It is, um, it's like a meteoroid. It's not really a planet, but very significant in that it points to places that need to be healed uh, within society. It's a societal planet, as well as making personal aspects to other planets in your chart. It'll tell you a lot about where it is you're gonna be healing for the next couple years. And with Chiron moving into Aries, that masculine fire energy, Hopefully, men will start to be able to break down the notion that there is not just one form of masculinity, that there are many forms of masculinity, just like how we just went through with there's not one type of woman, there are many types of women, and you don't have to really apologize for any of those types. All that to say, I believe that there's going to be a bigger focus even than we have presently on the mental health space for black men. And I'm curious as to your thoughts of how the black woman or how the woman interfaces with the black man going through these massive consciousness changes, knowing that we have started to evolve ourselves, you know, and we have figured out ways that work for self-care and we've figured out how to kind of tap into that feminine healing energy. Mm -hmm. Do we 
interject ourselves into this space or do we stay on the sidelines? What do you think is probably the best take for us as women to do as men are finding their healing space? Uh, I think that it's good for us to encourage it. Mm -hmm. I think it's good for us to push forward and show that it is okay. I think that it's good for us to talk openly about the healing that we go through and everything and to talk about it with our mates and with our male friends and just let them know that this is something that we all need to do Mm -hmm. especially in the black community because we have been through so much trauma as a community that we all need healing no matter if you think that you're just okay like no we all have thoughts we all have fears we all have things that we need to address Mm -hmm. all have traumas that we've seen even just looking at the news every day or just once you just like man like it's terrible out here Mm -hmm. so and then our communities that a lot of us grow up in we see a lot of traumatizing things we even some parenting is traumatizing so it's just a lot that we need to be open and honest about and let it be known that it's okay to not be okay mm-hmm. as long as you address that issue and as long as you are working towards your healing. True. Very true. My concern with us stepping in is that we oftentimes, as women, project a toxic view of masculinity. We do. Like, Women are good at many things. Like, we're good at so many things. We're not always the best decision makers. No. You can tell that because we never know what we want to eat. Like, even when we're by ourselves. Like, sometimes you get so hungry, you're like, I don't know what I want to eat, but I know I don't want any of these things. <laughs> yes. Um, and mm. I feel like we do that with men, too. Like, we say we know what we want. And then it shows up. And then it's like, but I don't like this, and I don't like that, and I want to sub this for that. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And so my concern with us jumping into the healing space is that we, first of all, we don't know what it's like to be a man. Like, we don't know what it's like to be a man. The same way when men try to tell us how to live and how to be, we're like, you don't know what we go through as women. You don't know the toxic shit we have to hear and feel and embrace Mm -hmm. in our community. And I personally don't want to add a layer to that where it's like they're healing and then it's like oh but y'all doing it wrong because you're supposed to heal mm-hmm. but also don't cry and it's like that doesn't those things don't go mm-hmm. hand in hand and I'm yeah. not talking I know I'm not talking to somebody who thinks like that but there are a lot of us that do still have that still feel like men yeah. need to cry in the shower right like <laughs> and you can only cry once a month and right. if I see you cry mm-hmm. we breaking up and you a baby and Yeah, so I have concerns with that, but I think that if we can figure out a way to detach from the outcome Mm -hmm. so that we can step in and and help encourage, because I don't think it's going to look the way we think it does. I think it's going to be a lot more like tears involved, like a lot more of that sensitive side coming Mm -hmm. and bubbling up to the surface. I don't think it's going to look as macho as men have looked lately see i (laughs) don't know because i see a lot of men i don't know to me a lot of men are sensitive already oh yeah for sure so and i know that i kind of am i believe that it's okay to cry and men should cry and all Mm -hmm. of that but i'm also the type of person that doesn't like to cry 
Yeah. I'm the type of person that doesn't want anybody to see me vulnerable. Mm -hmm. So it is awkward for me to see a man cry. Mm. And that's just something that I need to work on. That's something, that's a flaw in me. That's not a flaw in him, Mm -hmm. you know? And I think we just need to be open and honest about the things that we aren't really comfortable with, but they are are okay. Hmm. I like that. I like that insight. Yeah, I'm definitely like a crybaby with a shell, but it's Mm -hmm. just like, want you to cry, cry on my shoulder. And then it's like, okay, my shoulders are really wet. If you could just get up now, that'd be great. (laughs) And see, I'm the type of person where if you do something to hurt my feelings Mm -hmm. and I might cry, I will hold that in for a while until I feel like I can talk about it without (laughs) crying. Like, (laughs) I will hold in that pain. And I know that's something I need to work on, but... Well, I hate not. crying. There are different facets of humanity. Like, maybe not. You just have more. You definitely have all that fire. We did your reading. Yes. So, yeah, you got all that fire in you. But yes. it's cool. It works. Mm-hmm. So, moving from healing. You know, once we heal, it's like we have this abundance to give. We want to give what mm-hmm. we've learned and all of the love that we found in ourselves. We want to give it away. And that term, unconditional love... I think has been taken and run with in maybe not the most healthiest of ways. Mm -hmm. And one of the lines that you have in your poem is to give love unconditionally, but don't confuse that with users. Um, Which spoke to me Mm -hmm. because it kind of uh, felt like you kind of added me, like (laughs) don't at me or at (laughs) me next time. Mm -hmm. Um, Because... It made me think of all the times that I didn't follow my intuition. I didn't read the red flags. Like, the flags kept popping up, and I was just like, oh, that's a pretty flag. Like, there ain't supposed to be no flags, sis. So Mm -hmm. you're looking at something, walking past it, and it's not supposed to be there. Mm -hmm. Since hindsight is Mm 20-20, do you have any experiences that you would like to share about how you ignored your intuition and ignored the red flags. I have so many. Um, okay. <laughs> actually, I think the perfect example is my first relationship. So in my first relationship, um, I was hurting so much. I was 16 and I was hurting a lot and mm-hmm. he was hurting a lot. And we both had the same religious background and we both were like breaking away from that. He was already away, but I was trying to break away from it. So I, But I focused so much on him that I allowed him to beat on me, to talk to me any type of way. Like, I just, I was so focused on him hurting Mm -hmm. and the fact that he was hurting. And, like, it wasn't him all the time. It was him when he was popping pills. Oh, okay. And so that's why I continued to love him because I just blamed it on the pills. Mm -hmm. Instead of just looking at it like, no, this man has issues that he needs to solve, and I don't need to be hurting myself mm-hmm. to help him solve these issues. True. So, and I think me having that experience as my, at 16, it kind of helped me grow a lot now that I'm 24 and I have had so many other ones, other relationships now, but I didn't want to see myself as, an, as a victim or as being vulnerable. I wanted to see myself as being a strong woman and helping mm. him. And I think we put that label on us so much, and it's just like, no, we don't have to go through that pain. (laughs) I agree. You don't have to put yourself through 
like you literally don't have to put yourself through the fire to prove that you're strong right we have a tendency to stay too long too we do. i think mm-hmm. those are usually my biggest like intuition triggers that i just completely miss and staying too long could be like literally at the beginning you should know to cut it off or even i mean my longest relationship i had a college sweetheart so like we went through all the school together I did my whole college experience with him. Mm. Um, and that was like five years. Five years in a few months. And at the time that I ended the relationship, it was way overdue. It was way overdue. We had already had like the conversation of splitting up because it was too much on him at the time. Like I was the one holding shit up. Mm. I was the one that refused to acknowledge my need for healing i was the one who didn't want to heal like he wanted me to meditate i didn't want to do it Mm -hmm. he wanted me to you know start being more introspective i didn't want to so he was like look like it's cool that you don't want to do any of that but you're really holding me up and like all this drama and shit is not cool so i'm gonna have to bounce and i was like no you can't leave me that was like maybe two and a half years in Mm. So really, like, the additional three years, while they were still beautiful years and had a great time, they probably could have just been left at the point in time where he decided that it was not mm-hmm. it was not going to be a fit anymore. And I think over time we started to resent each other, which made it even worse. Yes. Because it's like, he's like, I stayed with you, and I'm like, I'm with you because... I'm trying to do this and now I'm done with this and now you're in a bad space and I don't want to support you anymore and I feel obligated because we live together and it's just like there was a lot we stay too long I think that's men and women yes we do because we get comfortable yeah and we don't want to start up over mm-hmm. oh it's a quote what is this quote um, we keep we make the same mistake over and over again because of all the time we spent making the mistake. Ooh. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> we don't want to lose that time. But it's like we've already wasted so much time making this mistake. And we're trying to correct this mistake. But we just need to leave that mistake in the past. Girl, put on boxing gloves and fight me. Because why are you <laughs> telling people my business? I feel like exact. I think that's exactly what happens. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I mean... That's just my longest relationship, so I can speak to that one more mm-hmm. because of how much time it was. But, I mean, I can think of friendships that I've had like that. I can think of family members I've tried to mend things with over and over again. Yes. Because mm-hmm. it's easier to stay in that comfort zone. We used to call it, like, that comfort food. Mm-hmm. Negativity is that comfort food. That relationship ended up becoming my comfort food. Like, yes. All of my life may be falling apart. You know, I may have this new job and I may be frustrated and my family may be in a mess, but at least I know I can come home to the same guy who knows what I like to eat for dinner, mm-hmm. even though neither one of us are really happy right now. Do you have any tricks or tips or anything that you use now to make sure that you don't miss red flags when they pop up? So now I try to I try to address issues as they come. Mm-hmm. So when things come up, I'm usually the type that'll just push it to the side and just 
Now I do want to deal with it. I hate drama so much that I would just let stuff go. Mm. And that was a flaw in myself because I would hold it in. I wouldn't forget about it. It would always be in the back of my mind, but I just never wanted to talk about it. So now I make sure that when something comes up, I address it. I talk about it until I feel good about <laughs> what we talked about. You know, mm-hmm. like until we have a common ground, we're going to talk this out until we have a common ground. Communication is so key. It is. It really yeah. is. And it's not as easy as it should be. Like, it's it easy. really should be easy. But Ooh. I really, I haven't read The Five Love Languages yet, but I really want to read that book. You should. You know, everybody I keeps talking book. about it. But um, And they have it at the library, so why haven't I gotten it? But um, we communicate so differently. Mm-hmm. And I think that's part of the issue. Like, you... Communication should not be hard. Yeah. But it is. <laughs> like, it's yeah. crazy. Even, I think even when you have the same love language, it's hard to communicate still because mm-hmm. you are concerned with how the other person is going to perceive what you're saying. Because sometimes it's not what you say, it's what the other person hears. Yes. And mm-hmm. so, for example, I was having a conversation that the guy I'm dating was listening in on but was not a part of. Mm. And it, it didn't feel good for him to hear what I had to say. And in the context that I was saying it, I could have been a little more clear in what I meant. But I was also drunk, so I was just yeah. saying what I wanted to. <laughs> I've had a lot of those. Yeah. <laughs> I, I just said what I wanted to. And it wasn't like hella derogatory or anything. It was just, it just didn't look good. It didn't sound good. It didn't come out the way it could have came out yeah it sounded really fucking bad you yeah. know to be honest because we're mean when we're, i know i'm mean when i'm drunk i'm just very blunt i'm, I'm just very, very direct blunt. and yes. so it wasn't like a mean thing it was just like oh this is what it is i don't feel like explaining it because guess what i'm on 10 right now <laughs> and yes. we good i'm about to get this food like it was just one of those times it took him like five days to talk to me about it mm. and i was like the funny thing is i already knew like, I already knew it bothered you. Yeah. Let's make this a point to just say things when they happen. Mm-hmm. And, like, I'm hella sensitive. So I know my communication skills can be a lot better when it comes. I mean, I think communication is important because it helps you set boundaries. And when you don't have any boundaries, right. the other person doesn't know how to operate. Mm-hmm. So... Communication is so key to making sure you don't fall into the same trap over and over and over again. Because we share that in common, me and the guy that I date. Like, you don't want to hurt someone's feelings. You don't want them to feel like they can't express themselves. But also, if I'm expressing myself in a way that makes you feel bad, you should tell me so I don't continue to do it. And you resent me and you're like, oh, you just never have any consideration for how I feel. It's like, Mm -hmm. no, I just didn't know it was an issue. Yeah. Yeah. I want to have an accountability check with our sisters. Okay. (laughs) If you have to chase, Mm -hmm. he may just not be that into you. Yes. (laughs) Have you chased? Have I chased? Yes. Okay. (laughs) I too have chased. (laughs) I feel like every woman has chased at one point in time because there's a guy that we want for some other reason. And I know for me, mm-hmm. like, my reason for wanting a guy is always so selfish. If I'm chasing, it's such a selfish 
Give me, it's for give, me, give me one reason. Give me not the guy, but the reason behind the guy. It could just be because I'm lonely and I just picked you. Um, you just the one that I wanted to true. not be lonely with. I'm going to chase you and you going to be mine. <laughs> We're not even being picky. We're just like you. Yes. You over there in the red shirt. Mm-hmm. Come up here. Well, I'm always picky with who I pick, but it's mm-hmm. just like. I might not even really know you. I don't even really know your qualities. But since you look good and I don't want to be lonely, Mm. I'm picking you. And you're going to have to deal with me. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Well, we're going to have to box after this. You know this, right? Because you keep telling telling my business. Loneliness and desperation don't make for a good mix of anything. I can Mm. say all of the toxic situations I've ever been in, are because I felt lonely. Yes. Usually. I mean, it's kind of a half and half with me. Like, most of the time, I really don't have to chase after guys. Because, like... Right. Because you look good. I mean, <laughs> thank you. Because you're but, fine. <laughs> thank you, sis. Also, though, you know, let me humble myself down a little bit. It's just that men, when they see something and they want it, they're going to go after it. And so I never really have to chase. Right. But it's usually the ones that are not chasing after me. Like, I'm like, that one. The one that's got his back turned and is not paying me any fucking attention. Yes. I want him. Mm-hmm. Because I'm a Taurus and I know how to manipulate myself and manipulate my feminine energy. I usually get that guy who mm-hmm. didn't give a fuck about me in the first place. Yes. And my lonely, desperate ass is <laughs> clinging to him for dear life. Mm-hmm. All the red flags. First red flag being he didn't want me. Mm-hmm. And I feel like a lot of us sisters get ourselves into situations that are not healthy because we chased it. Yes. Mm-hmm. He's been telling us from the beginning that he didn't really care that much. Girl. But we want to blame it on him when really, no, we should have just left the situation alone. The one that always strikes me as interesting is when a woman agrees to be sex only, knowing that she wants much more mm-hmm. than sex. Mm-hmm. which I don't think is a bad thing. You should want what you want. like, And you deserve all the good things that the universe has to offer. But if the universe is bringing you someone who is, cannot bring you a cow, and you're looking for a cow, why you settle for a man with a goat? Right. Why are we doing that? Mm-hmm. That milk don't taste the same. <laughs> Speaking of milk and cows, you mm-hmm. also mentioned cake. Yes, yes. If you're going to give him the cake. So, I mean, it's cake. So if you keep offering it, of course he's going to want to take it. Yes, because we put so much on the man and we blame men, but a lot of times men tell us who they are. Mm, all Every time <laughs> yes. I feel like they really tell us. Yes, they really do, but we want to ignore it. Mm-hmm. And we'll, st- we'll just keep giving and keep being there, keep doing all of this for a man that has told us plenty of times that he really didn't care. Mm-hmm. And he really didn't want to be there. Mm-hmm. And if you keep offering the cake, if you keep giving it to him and throwing it at him, yes, he's going to take it. Because he's a man. Why wouldn't he? Yeah. If you constantly going to be around and he don't have to do much work, psh, of course he's going to take it. Yeah, it sounds like paradise to me, really. Mm-hmm. Change. You also mentioned about what did you say it was um men are gonna change when they want to or do maybe he didn't really want to change i can't remember the line um 
if he wants you, he will change for you. Yes. And he'll ask God before he decides to get comfortable. Ow, look at those memorization <laughs> skills. Pulling that out, girl. Right, right. You do that. Yes, that caught my attention too. And talking about, you know, giving the cake away. Mm. I think a lot of women, we do it in hopes that it will encourage him to change. Yes. But sis, your box is not golden. Mm-mm. It's not. It's not. Your box is golden, but it's not tradable. Like, you can't trade your portal for change. Mm-mm. That's you can't not make somebody change. No. I think we're encountering this space where people are starting to understand that a little more. Mm-hmm. Um, when, when did you realize that you couldn't make a man change. So I guess viewing it in your friend, when did... Mm -hmm. That, and just also other experiences too, because I've seen men change for Mm -hmm. women that they wanted. And I've been in relationships where I tell a man what I don't like, and he's like, okay, I see that. I won't do that anymore. Mm -hmm. But then you also have other men where you'll tell them, I don't like this. And they'll tell you, you tripping, and they don't care, and they're going to keep doing it. That's very true. Do you have you ever had expectations or uh, what is the word I'm looking for? Have you ever had requests or demands that are too high? Have uh, I? Mm-hmm. Most likely. Yeah. <laughs> I actually I am really I like what I like. Mm-hmm. Um, I have certain things that I just do not like, and. I'm going to let you know, this is something that I don't like. And mm-hmm. if you're going to continue to do it, we probably can't be together. Yeah. Because if you are not willing to stop doing this and you're not willing to change at all, then to me, you don't care about my feelings. Very true. That is true. An action will tell you more about how somebody feels about you than the words that they use. This whole thing reminds me of like a parable that I keep in my mind as mm-hmm. I am navigating the dating scene. We're just navigating partnerships in general. There was a woman who was with a lion and she so desperately wanted him to play the piano. But the lion tried so hard to learn how to play the piano but he couldn't because he only had claws. Mm. He couldn't make music on the piano. He just was not even capable to do it. And they spent the rest of their lives miserable instead of the woman just going to find a piano player and the lion finding a lioness. Mm, mm -hmm. Sometimes I, when I reflect, I find that I was not demanding too much out of someone, but I was demanding something that they literally just couldn't even give. They didn't Mm -hmm. want to give. Yes. Or they weren't able to. Yes. (laughs) And being more cautious about that now while also not being like super analytical about every single thing mm-hmm. I find that when I can accept who a person is it helps me a little better yes you definitely have to know what you like and what you don't like and what you could live with and what you can't live with mm-hmm. and sometimes we do just cling to the wrong person and we both might want to make it work Mm-hmm. You know, you and the man might both want to make it work, but if you guys are not right for each other, if you have certain things that will make you resent each other, you just have to leave it alone. Mm-hmm. As tough as that might be, 
Yeah. I think that fear of separation is mm-hmm. much greater than the separation itself. Mm-hmm. But we, we have to realize, too, some people, some men are only meant to be our friends. Yeah. And we have to accept that. Mm-hmm. Like, we try to make these relationships with people, and it, it's never going to work. They probably were only meant to be a friend. Mm-hmm. And you can still have that friend. I think we always want to have the sexual aspect and all this stuff just because we're attracted to a man and he looks nice and he has a good personality. But just because he looks nice and just because he is a good man doesn't mean he's the good man for you. Very true. Very true. Intimacy is much deeper than sexual relations. I I say that all the time. Like. Mm-hmm. Intimacy can be found in a friendship. It can be found with your parents. It can be found mm-hmm. with your pets. Like intimacy is a universal feeling, but it doesn't always have to be exclusive to sex. And I don't think that people have experienced intimacy on a mutually beneficial, platonic level mm-hmm. to understand what it is that you're saying. Like there are perfectly good men out here. Yes. That are suited to your needs romantically. Even if this guy that you love so much isn't suited that way. Mm -hmm. He can definitely still be a platonic friend. Yes. Mm -hmm. Um, I definitely have struggled with that in the past. Again, because most of the guys who want to be my friend really want to date me. Yes. And I'm Mm -hmm. just like, oh, I just don't (laughs) want to be your friend. Like, it's nothing personal. It's just that I'm not looking for a mate. Or not even that. I just don't think that you're the right one for me. Yeah, that too. And it's just... But we feel good together. Mm -hmm. Our energy feels good. So we should be able to just be friends. We lack that so much between male and female friendship. Mm -hmm. Like I think that that is so important. And like, I'll get into a relationship with a guy and he has a female best friend. I can't sit over here and be mad that you have a female best friend. You know, Mm -hmm. like... That's okay. I'm glad that you have a female best friend because maybe she can let you know when you're tripping. (laughs) You know, as long as y'all are just friends, we get so jealous and we, like, you know, we get so worried. Stop talking about me. (laughs) You know I'm a Taurus. Damn it. (laughs) I mean, it's the woman thing, though, because I get jealous, too, and I'm an Aries. Like, you know, it's, we just we always protective of our men Mm -hmm. like we want to make sure we control the women aspect around our man but at the end of the day we need that balance Mm -hmm. we need good male and female relationships we do because uh i need more friends than just you and you need more friends than just me Mm -hmm. and you do the platonic relationship between a man and a woman is very important and in a previous few years you know talk to me a few years ago I would be like oh no you got female friends like what y'all doing why is she over your house <laughs> mm-hmm. why is she texting you this late at night and it's like super tripping mm-hmm. that would have totally been me but now I'm kind of like there's you have to have it because if mm-hmm. not you're gonna have you're gonna be expected to be everything Mm-hmm. And that expectation to be everything causes resentment. Yes. Like, I don't want to be your therapist. Like, not that I don't want to see you on your bad days, but if you're having a bad day and I'm having a bad day, I don't want to have both of our bad days on either of our shoulders. Yes. Like, you have to have other friends. And to your point, you have to have somebody who's able to show you the 
opposite sex's perspective without without regard to your feelings i guess i should say it like that like Mm. somebody who doesn't want anything from you has the ability to be honest with you yes like i don't want to have sex with you so let me just tell you that's bullshit yes yeah (laughs) yes yeah let me tell you that's bullshit and if you brought that to me me being your friend i'm telling you right now Mm -hmm. it'd be over or I can see why you're frustrated. Here's probably why she's frustrated, you know, or Mm. vice versa. Platonic relationships are hard to come by these days. They are. Everybody wants to be partnered. They do. I think we only realize this, like, in later adulthood, like, Mm -hmm. that you can have platonic friends that Mm -hmm. you genuinely don't want to sleep with, don't want to kiss, don't want to cuddle up next to, really just don't want to do anything, but eat and chill yeah just like if they were the same sex as you Mm -hmm. you know like bringing that back to loving unconditionally yes because that's a part of it that Mm -hmm. really is we shouldn't look for anything out of somebody like if i just want to be your friend allow me to just be your friend Mm -hmm. stop looking to make it something more i'm loving you unconditionally just love me unconditionally yeah i had a a male friend and he did he wanted to be with me he wanted to be in a relationship and i had to cut off the friendship Mm -hmm. and it hurt me so much but i knew that it was never going to work because he kept pushing the issue and he would start he stopped like allowing himself to do certain things for me and to me if you love me unconditionally, there aren't going to be no limits. And if you feel like you have to do that, mm-hmm. then you have something going on in your heart that I am not bringing out the best in you. Mm-hmm. So it was best for us to just leave the friendship alone. Yeah. Because that's, that's ingenuine. It is. It really yeah. is. Like if you have to cut things off, then why were you doing them in the first place? Mm-hmm. Were you only doing them because you thought that you would win me over, you know, Mm. stuff like that. And you never will. Yeah. Not like that. That's cheating. It is. Especially if you're only doing it because you think that you can get something in return. But since now that you know that you're not going to get something in return, now you're going to switch up on me completely. Mm. I don't need that energy in my life. We don't. I'm very fortunate to not have that problem. But I have had it in the past, but now, like, my platonic male friends, they have set, the dust has settled, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's not really a thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, if you're listening out there and you have somebody who genuinely wants to be your platonic friend, of course, it's always up to you. But know that if the boundary has been set you can either adhere to the boundary or you can walk away from it like it's all about choices don't feel like if this person is telling you they don't want to be anything more than friends and you know that and it's been proven to you you can either stay there and be their friend and just enjoy their company enjoy all the things you love about them on a platonic level or you can step and find somebody who might have those qualities plus wants to actually be with you because you that's another way i think that we hurt ourselves is we lie Mm -hmm. to ourselves about what it is we truly want we do like for instance you know i tried to lie to myself about being friends uh with this guy and I was I really liked him but I just felt like I wasn't in the space Mm -hmm. I'm like I'm not in the space to 
commit right now so let's just be friends but my every intention was to possibly date him yes. and it made the lines very blurred mm-hmm. and when I tried to set boundaries they sounded ridiculous because it's like how how am I gonna set a boundary when I don't even believe in the boundary myself mm-hmm. like I don't want to adhere to the boundary because mm-hmm. I want to be with you mm-hmm. and once I had my shit together like things kind of formed together but I was kidding myself in saying like oh we're just friends like, girl, you know, we are not just friends. <laughs> yes. But in that scenario, it kind of got to a point where it was like, okay, the friendship is about to dissolve. Mm-hmm. I think his mind was made up where it was like, okay, like, I don't want to just be your friend. So mm-hmm. I'm going to step. And so we lie to ourselves and say like, oh, I just want to be your friend. And we play these games and like, we try... I mean, really, it's just like lying to ourselves that we, we miss do. out on good opportunities. We really do. When you you can't go into a situation with different intentions than what you say you have, trying okay. to fool yourself. Oh, and then India, I not India, I read that Lauren Hill song where she's like, "Ooh, I just wrote a new poem about it. I have to look it up." But um, she's basically talking about how we create this illusion. Mm -hmm. We lie to ourselves and we tell ourselves something completely different than what reality is. Yeah, that's so true. So don't lie. Don't lie to yourself. If you like somebody, like them. If that Mm -hmm. person doesn't like you back, cool, move. Like there's somebody that wants Mm -hmm. to value you. Yes, and don't sit here and try to tell yourself, oh, I can just be be his friend when you know that you cannot just be that person's friend. Stop looking at me. <laughs> Look away when you talk about me. No, I'm kidding. Yeah, yeah no. I mean, it's the truth. I mean, we all do it. I've done it. But on the other oh hand, God. too, I have had a guy where um, we both said, you know, in the future, possibly we could date. But we just still wanted to just get to know each other even though we weren't ready to date. Mm -hmm. And I realized I could never be his woman. And girl, this, oh, he was so fine. (laughs) So fine. But with his personality, I was not the right woman for him. Mm -hmm. And he was not a bad dude. He's still a good dude. And it sucks because we were already intimate. But at the same time, I honestly feel like I could still be his friend. Oh, yes intimacy Mm -hmm. but I'm pretty sure that I mean Mm -hmm. I don't ever want to make the mistake of doing that again you know especially Mm -hmm. when I'm in another relationship I feel like somebody that I've already taken that step with it's kind of disrespectful for me to have him around when I'm in a relationship oh yeah for sure even though I don't ever want that again it wasn't bad I just when I know that you're not the right person for me I just can't even do that anymore yeah that's definitely I think that's a conversation to have we can briefly touch on now like Mm -hmm. you know sister to sister this is a portal yes like (laughs) we need to be we need to be more um we need to be more selective i mean in general with our portal but we also need to like we always talk about how men think with their wands (laughs) (laughs) wands and portals like they think with their lower wand a lot 
But I don't think we admit to ourselves that we sometimes also think with oh, our yeah. portals and like Definitely. we just go portal first. Um, you know, that's not a judgment because I've done the same thing too. Like mm-hmm. where it's like, oh, this feels so good. Like let's be intimate, and then realizing that there's no connection there. Yes, it I sucks. Find hella doing that. It sucks. Like I really wanted it to be, you know, great, but at the end of the day, it wasn't there. So I can't force it. You mm-hmm. can't force that type of stuff. Yeah. Protecting your energy. Yes. Yes. Have you ever let the portal determine how long you stayed in a relationship? Oh, yeah. Of course. Okay. <laughs> You're normal. Everybody's normal here. <laughs> Sounds great. Oh, yeah. Like, um, man. Man. I love this man for years. Mm-hmm. But I knew that I would never be with him. And we had that connection mm. where it was so platonic, so just amazing, like just every time we were together. But at the end of the day, we don't want the same things in life. Mm. So we never would have worked out. But the dick was so amazing. Mm. <laughs> it was no way I was going to let that go. Like Girl. everything was just perfect. And it's like when... I just felt like he was made for me. Mm-hmm. And we went about this, you know, on and off, whenever I'm in town, whenever we can, you know, for seven years. Wow. Knowing that we were not going to be together. Mm-hmm. And it's crazy, mm-hmm. like, when you allow somebody to be in your life for that long, it really messes you up. Because... I have found myself not being able to really give somebody a chance because I always had him. Mm-hmm. So, so you're always thinking in the back yes, of your mind. Like, he was always perfect. Yeah. Oh. I allowed my body to get so used to and attached to him, knowing that I would never be with him. So now mm-hmm. I'm trying to detach. Now I'm trying to move on. But, I mean, my body is like, I mean, we know what, what's good. So we could just... <laughs> We know what's good. Oh my god, that's gonna be a new hashtag for me. We know what's good, girl. Yes, I. I've been there. I've been there recently. Like my most recent hang up with that. Mm-hmm. Let me tell you how messy this shit started off. This guy was engaged when I first met him. Mm-mm. He broke up with his fiance. No. To be with me, and I said, "That's a really sure. big I red said, flag." I said, "Cool, girl." The first flag, the first flag, mm. and I was like, "Fuck it, it's lit," you know. I I didn't ask for that to happen; it just happened mm-hmm. organically on its own. But then he made his way back to me and was like, "So I know it's been a while since we've talked. Here's a recent update and development. Would you like to do all these things?" And I'm like. Sure, because mm-hmm. it feels very electric in here, mm-hmm. you know. Mm-hmm. And when I tell you, I feel like that dick was magical. We literally did not want the same things out of life mm-hmm. at all. He wanted to get married, like now, mm-hmm. no, <laughs> clearly no. Because what the fuck are you doing? You marrying every girl out here? Like how many right? rings you gonna give away? Right? Okay, no. I I'm mean, I take a ring. But <laughs> I won't because if you give me because you, you ain't getting it back if not you decide that, to get it. But I'm specific about my ring. Mm-hmm. You're not dropping that money on me. 
I know you aren't dropping that money on me. Yeah. So true. keep it fucking moving because yeah. you cannot afford my ring. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, like don't lie to yourself. <laughs> he was hella Christian. Like when I say hella Christian, I mean like mm. primed to be a pastor of his own church. Mm. That's how deep he was in it. And you know. While I do love the teachings of mm. Jesus Christ, and you know the Bible is a cool place to go and find things and to read, it's just not me. Right. I mm. was compromising so many parts of myself. You know, I'm vegetarian. Most days I'm vegan. I was eating meat, like all mm. types of shit, because of the portal yes. and the wand connection. Mm-hmm. And I had so the dangerous. opposite problem. I'm a Christian, and he's not. Oh yeah. <laughs> so you know, I mean, you see what mm. I mean? Like it's. You start to question and sacrifice parts of yourself once you become intimate with someone because you're not protecting your energy. Yes. It's the biggest energy center you have. Mm -hmm. And we literally just go around throwing it at people. Crazy. Oh. (laughs) Red flags. Mm. So the last part to that. So there's love unconditionally, protect your energy. And see who you gravitate towards. But live your life. He doesn't have to be yours. Mm Mm-hmm. That goes back to like being okay with just being friends. Mm-hmm. When you know that this person is not right for you, because like you said, we need to stop being intimate quickly. Mm-hmm. Like this is our portal. We need to cherish it. We need to really know who that person is before we even take that extra step with them. Mm-hmm. I should know if our beliefs line up before we have sex. I should know, do you want to have kids? Do you not want to have kids? Like, Mm -hmm. these are all things that we should be talking about before we even get intimate with someone. But people look so good, Mm -hmm. and we think only with our portal, or on the man, we think with our wand. So electricity is just Yes, we just let that drive us, and then it messes us up in the end. We need to be okay with just being people's friends. Mm -hmm. We need to be okay with just loving unconditionally, and then... If we find that mate, imagine how much how much better that's going to be. Yes. Agreed. Agreed. Because the connection is worth more than the electricity. Yes. I feel like it's kind of like turning on a light switch and like there's a regular light bulb versus like, like a colorful ambient light bulb. Like mm-hmm. something you really want to come home to. Like this type of light versus like a lamp that you picked out you know mm-hmm. you picked out that lamp yeah and you're putting electricity into that lamp but it's specifically that one and you bought it because it had everything you wanted and you know it's unique in its own way and sometimes maybe it might short out or whatever but it's still mm-hmm. the lamp you wanted yes. rather than like the light fixture that just kind of came with the house that mm-hmm. you're just putting stuff into I'm a metaphors person I yeah I understand okay. like <laughs> if the light bulb just came with the house hey it just it sounded good it looked good it mm-hmm. met all your requirements but it's still not what you wanted true true it's just getting the job done and there are so many other light bulbs that can do that job. Right? Hello? I mean, these jobs aren't hard. Like, <laughs> not hard. I can do the job. Right. I can supply the light bulb. Right. Oh, goodness. So with the last part of that line, live your life, he doesn't have to be yours, where do you, what does that point to? Because in my mind, it means once you are partnered, you know, to keep that separation. But I don't know if that was the inspiration behind that part of the line for you. 
Um, no, for that line, um, to me, I was thinking about when you're single, but you still are looking for a mate, you still want a mate, you still, you need to, I thought about the the Bible verse where it talks about prospering in your singleness. Mm. So for me, I know like when I'm single, I'll have all of these goals. Like you said, you have all these goals and then when you get partnered, you kind of put that on the side so that you can have a unity. But we need to be so focused in our goals while we're single that when a mate comes along, that they fit with that. And mm -hmm. I feel like when the right mate for you does come along, you're not gonna really have that issue of fitting them in with your goals because the right mate isn't going to ask too much of you. Mm -hmm. The right mate is still going to allow you to pursue your dreams. They're going to encourage you to pursue your dreams. So if you're chasing someone and you are focused on them, instead of living your life, mm -hmm. you're and you really want this person to be yours, instead of living your life, you're only hurting yourself and it's going to cause resentment. Mm -hmm. So you still have to, you have to be so engulfed in your goals to where when somebody comes along, they don't stop that. But I know I've always had the fear of being too engulfed in my goals and being single forever. Yeah, That was always my fear, was that I was going to become too independent, too much of, a, of an independent woman to where a guy wouldn't fit in my life. Mm -hmm. But I don't believe that that's true. As long as as long as you're able to compromise and the person that you're with is willing to compromise, then y'all can grow together. Mm -hmm. You know, like it shouldn't be that big. It shouldn't be an issue if they are the right person for you. And if they're not, they're just not. Mm -hmm. We got to be able to just accept when something is not for us. We always looking for some blessing, looking for this, looking for that. But what's for us will be for us right. and it will come I agree my mom tells me all the time because I, I joke with her and I'm mm -hmm. like never getting married like marriage is a trap I'm never doing it mm -hmm. and she always says everything happens in the right timing and partnership relationship marriage it's a calling mm -hmm. if you find yourself forcing it that's not like it's not it yes partnership comes to your doorstep mm -hmm. relationships come to your doorstep marriage will eventually come to your doorstep and again in this kind of like sharing of information era you see other people partnered or mm -hmm. married and then you're wondering okay so if we're about the same age i should kind of be on this timeline too and i'm nowhere near this timeline I think it's just important to keep that perspective. That what you yes. said, it'll come at the right time. It will. Yeah, we, we need to make sure that we're not giving up on our goals to search for something. Because I know I do that. I'm like, man, like she's already, they all started their family. I'm the baby of the family. Oh, okay. I'm so, the oldest. Oh, uh -huh. yeah. See, everybody in my family has their family. Mm -hmm. I'm the dope auntie, and I love being a dope auntie. But I see my nephew... And I see how he looks just like my sister. Mm -hmm. And I see how he is just a little mini her. And it just, it warms my heart. Like, I want that connection with somebody. Mm -hmm. Even though I have that connection with him because he's still 
I was a bad child, and he kind of has my bad qualities, <laughs> and I love it because we just get along so well, but it's like, I want a little mini me, you yeah. know, but right now is not my time, and I know that God will bring it in the right time. If I were to have a baby right now, that would stunt so many of the things that I wanted to, that I want to do, mm-hmm. and I'm 24. There's no reason why I should feel like I don't have time. Yeah. I definitely have time. Yeah. I don't need to be rushing and trying to do all this. Like, it's going to come. I have faith that it's going to come. I don't need to push it. Yeah. We're babies, really. Yes. Yeah. We're the same age. So, it's, it is. It's kind of crazy, mm-hmm. like, how we accelerate ourselves. Yes. And but everybody around me is having kids. But it's just like... I got time. Yeah. And all of us, I think, are on our own path. Like, Mm -hmm. nothing wrong with if you are getting married or if you're not getting married, if you never want to get married, if you're having kids, don't want to have kids. All those things, I feel like, are very personal. Mm -hmm. And we get caught up in that comparison game. We do. We really do. Forgetting that, you know, to tie this all in, finding a mate is not our sole purpose. It's not. We are divinely brought to this earth for much more than Mm -hmm. partnership. And if we focused even half as much energy into what we're passionate about that we're spending trying to find a mate, mm-hmm. I think the world would look much more differently. Yes. And I feel like before your mate comes along, you need to know your purpose. Mm-hmm. Because if you don't know your purpose, how are you going to know if your mate aligns with you? Mm. How are you going to know if this is the right man for you if you don't know your purpose? Girl impossible (laughs) if I felt that I know somebody else felt that that was profound Mm. I need you to say that again (laughs) you know my name means purpose it's Nigerian Mm. well say it again I need it then purpose (laughs) Um, you have to know your purpose before you find your mate because if you don't know your purpose how do you know if that is the right mate for you how do you know if that mate aligns with your purpose? Girl, pass the offering plate because Mia <laughs> has taken us to church. Well, do you have anything that you want to close with? Any last pieces of advice or just an affirmation of any sort? Um, just like the poem says, live your life. It does not have to be yours. Love yourself. Live your passion. Laugh out loud. Smoke some loud. No, my goodness. <laughs> I, I actually stopped smoking, and I really hate that I stopped smoking. Well, I don't hate it because I'm glad that I did. But like, I've always been a really big advocate for weed. <laughs> so the fact that I stopped smoking, but I still advocate for it because it's really good for your health and all of that. Um, even if you don't smoke it and you cook with it, because it is a herb. Um, but yes, just enjoy life. Stop focusing on just finding a mate. Like, that's going to come. If it's meant for you, it's going to come. And only the things that are meant for you are going to make you happy. So don't push anything. I like it. Well, I've enjoyed (laughs) this talk. I feel like we could talk about this forever. Hopefully we can take this conversation and pick back up on it when you're 
other projects dropped. Yes, because I do have a book coming out too. Yes, oh, yes. yes. Let me give you some time to plug. So yes. tell us where we can follow <laughs> you on social media, um, any of your upcoming projects, where we can find you in the streets, all of that. Okay, so um, my YouTube channel is I Am Fluid, and I Am is one word. So I A M space Fluid. F L U I D. Is that an underscore? Um, not on YouTube. Okay. It's just a space. Um, and then on Instagram, my Instagram name is fluid underscore that's me. So it's really easy to remember because I'm, I don't know, I'm not that creative with <laughs> usernames, I guess. And there's also a link to my YouTube on my Instagram. So if you follow me on Instagram, you could just click that link, go right to my YouTube channel. There you go. Easy peasy. Um, my book should be coming out here shortly. It's in the works of being edited and everything now. So yes. I don't really have a date for that. But my visual, for my first visual for my poem relationships that we just talked about today, that's going to be on my YouTube channel releasing May 30th. Yes. Wednesday, May 30th, 2018. Yes. So definitely check it out. It's so dope. Um, if anybody knows Lou Tribe Jig, he's the one who um, did my video. He he shot the video for me. He's very talented. It's amazing. You just got you have to check it out. And where can we find you if we're in the St. Louis area? Do you have any upcoming uh, shows that you're doing? Anything like that? So you can usually find me. So St. Louis has so many open mics. It's yes. ridiculous. You can always come and get some therapy somewhere. So um, I, you usually find me at Word Up on Tuesdays. That is at Aromas downtown. Um, they have some good food and they have good drinks. Um, you can also find me at Wednesday at The Remedy it's free on Wednesdays as well, and they have $5 drink specials, so check that out. Um, you can find me Sundays. Every first Sunday is Ladies' Night at Lyrical Therapy. Oh. Well, it's at Herb Arts called Lyr Lyrical Therapy, and it's free every first Sunday for all ladies. They usually have some wine for the ladies, too. Um, and then every, other, every Sunday is $5. Usually, so if it's not the first Sunday for ladies, it's five dollars. Um, and then you also have Poetic Justice, which is every last Sunday. I'm all over here, so <laughs> yes, just find just an open out. mic night. If mm -hmm. you follow her on Instagram, you can probably peg her down somewhere, mm -hmm. and you can't miss her because she literally brightens up her own as soon as she walks in. Oh, not just you. because you're light, but she's <laughs> extremely I beautiful. <laughs> She's extremely beautiful, and her personality really just speaks for itself. So I'm so happy to have you join me on the show today, and I can't wait to see your visual. Thank so, you. Thank you, and we'll talk to you guys soon. All right. Well, brothers and sisters, thanks for hanging in there with us. I hope you enjoyed the episode this week. I'm hoping to do a lot more interviews, having a lot more conversations, and expanding the circle even more. I have some announcements to make. I've decided that I'm going to start 
offering some services that are aligned with my goals and with the innermost deepest passions of my being and the announcement of those services is coming at you very 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 quickly the greatest way to stay up to date on these announcements is on my instagram follow me at the sister indigo also if you've made it this far in the episode i'm doing a giveaway the giveaway is not really that extensive you don't have to do much all you need to do is follow me on instagram and under the post describing this episode I'm thinking of a letter between A and Z. The first person to either get the letter or get closest to the letter without going over will win a free astrology reading from me. So head on over to my Instagram because these things are pretty popular and the letter will be chosen before you know it because the people that usually participate in my giveaways have really spot on intuition. So again, follow me on Instagram, find the post that describes this episode, and comment a letter between A and Z. You will win a free astrology reading from yours truly. Thanks for listening, and I can't wait to talk to you again. I love you so much, and I know that you are walking in your purpose. I know that you are focusing on your goals, and I know that you're walking into your empire. We'll talk soon.